millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. But something else that I saw recently was documentary The Real Thing Story. Yes. And you and you did um, you read on it. Yeah, yeah. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's all about the song "You to Me at Everything." Okay, I really can't sing. You should take over. Can't. They were the first black band to get a number one hit. They're out of Liverpool. Everyone mm-hmm. thought they were American, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing, and this was only what back in the late seventies. One thing you said on that documentary was that you used to like punch the air if you ever saw a black person on television mm-hmm. because it just didn't happen. Uh, is, that, is that really true? You just didn't ever see uh, black people on yeah, screen? I can, I can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I can tell you that it's very difficult. I talked to a lot of my white friends about this and in this last um, few months, a lot's gone on. And a lot of white colleagues or friends of mine, mainly colleagues, to be fair, love talking to me because they're not afraid to, be, to make a mistake talking to me or feel people are walking on hot coals right now. They don't want to say the wrong thing. And it's counterproductive. We need to talk a lot more. And um, yeah, it was like that. My mum would be on the phone to, to a, a friend going, hey, put, put, put ITV on. There's a black person on ITV. <laughs> Honestly, it was like that. It seriously, was like that. We were, um, yeah, it's crazy, but that's how it was. And you're not to think that, you know. I don't look at you and say, "Didn't you realise, Natalie?" Of course, you're not going to think that. You know, we we grew up. I grew up watching. You know, what, who's my first crush on telly? Probably. Probably looking at someone on the, on the Avengers or someone. Probably someone like Purdy or something. You know what I mean? When you're a little kid, you are indoctrinated to see beauty as it is on telly. You know, Blondie, when we were at school, none of us knew she was in her 30s, but we're all like 15, all Blondie, all, you know. But, you know, it's just the way it was. Um, I, I've got to tell you, it's, it's, it's been interesting the last few months, but it's also been, it's been exhausting been really really exhausting things you take for granted so such a big deal to us as black people you know Lenny Henry was about the only person who ever cut through on telly I can tell you the bunch Charlie Williams was a comedian from Yorkshire or somewhere 
Kenny Lynch was a, a old school Jimmy Tarbucks mates. These lot are. That's how far back we're going. Love Thy Neighbor was a very racist comedy that was on telly. The guy who's in um, EastEnders, Patrick, he was in Love Thy Neighbor when he was young, and it was him bickering with a white neighbor. Their two families bickering. The women were always great. The wives were great, but it was the husbands that were bickering. And they used, you know, racist terms. And Alf Garnet, you know, that was probably the most racist program on television. And it was, and then you had comedians constantly taking the mickey out of, you know, Jim Davison, Chalky and doing all these, and it was all, everyone laughing and it was fine. Bernard Manning used to be on telly and, you know, you know, you're, you're used to this. You get indoctrinated by seeing this. So when you see someone who's just not playing a stereotype role, well, every, just about every black person on telly had to at the time. When I saw Sidney Poitier in a movie with dignity, you know, proper dignity, and he was a star and he overcame bigotry and he kept, yeah, I was like, wow, he's my hero. You know, so it was, it was a big deal and it wouldn't have been a big deal to many people apart from black people because we, we were represented one way and one way only. So when people say to me always, oh, you've got a career, your career is, you've had a great career, Trevor. And you're like, and they go, how did you plan it? I didn't plan shit. <laughs> I, didn't plan, I didn't expect to be on radio. One, are you crazy? My aspiration was get a job, have a, have, have a nice wife, be able to buy a house and go on holiday once a year. That was my aspiration. End of. Why? Because you're black. You didn't think you would be able to have a career like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had these conversations now with, I had a private chat with a managing director of the BBC and I, I love him for it, Bob. And I, we had this sort of conversation, you know, people want, you know, people would love me to be, there are certain activists who would love me to be on social media, banging a drum. I'm too old for that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking to you unless I can see your eyes. This is too important. Do you get what I mean? I'm not going to write something to make myself feel good and get a few likes. I want to look you in the eye and talk to you or speak to you and talk to you about race. I'm not afraid to talk about race. And I'm, I'm not one of these. I understand it from both sides. And that not many people want to want to take that stance. You know, you're an activist or you're, you're, you're for or you're against. Do you know what I mean? Lewis is in a really, really incredible position. And what he's doing, I know what he's doing. I mean, of all the sports in the world, <laughs> that is the most privileged for me. One of the most privileged, right? You can't get into that sport. His story is fantastic anyway. There should be a movie down the line about him. Um, he's forcing the agenda. He's, he's really, it must be rocking the boat and upsetting a few people up there, I'm sure. But you know what? He's, he's the world champion. If anyone can, he can. So good on him, you know, good on him. Tell me why the last few weeks have been exhausting as a black man kind of dipping um, his in, watching it, observing it, but wanting something to happen. Because I'm, because I'm constantly talking to other broadcasters and they look at me as a senior, you know, black broadcasters. I'm talking to producers. I'm talking to white producers who do black shows, you know, because it's not all, it's not, you know, um, I'm talking to anyone who, I'm not talking to the press. I'm not, to, I, this is the first time I'm talking to anyone publicly about Black Lives Matter because uh, it's you, Natalie. But, um, you know, I am, 
I think it's been exhausting for everybody. I think the saturation on television sometimes is quite, quite patronizing. Just to me, I find it quite patronizing sometimes. I think, you know, it's all right to put, I felt it was quite organic at the beginning. Uh, I also understand that if you don't have anyone of color that you know personally, it's very, very difficult to comment or know what it's like or understand. You know, you know what I mean? It's so difficult for people to get it. So it's, people will say, forget the softly, softly. We've got to bash them over the head. Just, you know, there's ways. There's ways. I think it's been a good thing. The George Floyd thing was disgraceful. The woman in the park, in, in, in Central Park, when the guy said, you, your dog should be on a lead. It's pretty much a, a, re a real indication of what you're up against. Mm. And every right to say what he said, and she gets on the phone and says to the police, there's a black man threatening me. Good thing he filmed it. Because he wasn't threatening her. He said, ma'am, you should have your dog on a lead. Pure and simple. And she's someone who has got the power to employ people. And she probably subconsciously is racist. So, you know, I've always been brought up by my parents. My parents have never, ever, ever given this. I may have said there wasn't a lot of love and, you know, you know, in the household. And I don't mean there wasn't love. My parents loved me. I mean, you know, but they, it was a sense of duty, getting through the day, you know, making ends meet, that kind of thing, which was instilled in me. But they never, ever, ever said to me anything racist, they never, they, they suffered racism, but they never transmitted it to me. Do you know what I mean? They always had friends. They judge people on the person. And thankfully, I'd like to think I've done the same thing in my life. And that's all we need in this world. That is the only criteria. An idiot's an idiot. A good person's a good person. I could swear and I'm tempted, but I won't. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? And it's no different to, I, you know, I, I'm so I'm so sure of myself in this that I don't need to look at Twitter. I don't need to look on social media. I don't need to look at anything to tell me what I am, who I am, how I should act, who I should speak to, who I should befriend, who I should mix with, who I should date, who I should anything. I don't need to be told. I educated myself on the past, the black history. I watched Roots. That's, that's what did it. I was 10 years old. Roots came on telly. I cried, my whole family cried. I went to school angry the next day, really angry. Because Roots was the first I'd really heard about slavery properly. We weren't taught it at school. So then I realized where I came from and it, I felt a sense of massive displacement, massive not knowing. Because I used to grow up thinking, why, why am I here? What is, I don't get it. I, what's, what's going on? What, you know, it's cold and I'm, everyone that's my, I didn't get it as a kid, you know what I mean? My, you look different to the other kids. Well, yeah, but my, I don't think... Part of the black community. I was part of a black community, which made me feel, you know, Hackney was a mixed community. Our, our road was the United Nations. We had Irish, Turkish. Af it was beautiful. It was a beautiful community. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was fun. I loved my road. I loved the way I was brought up. I loved Hackney in the, in, in the old days. And, um, but when you get to the sort of critical age of 10, 11, 12, teenage... You start noticing different things, you know, and I started reading and I started reading stuff I wasn't taught at school. I started reading autobiographies. 
I read about a guy called Steve Biko, then Nelson Mandela, and then, you know, and I, I, I kind of educated myself on it. And that's, and so I realized injustices and the, the way we've got to go, we've got a long, 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 long way to go. This is no easy fix. But at the same time, I realize I'm in a country that is a white country and I'm in a minority. So you look at yourself that way and you're the underdog from the get go. So in order to get somewhere, you just have to power through and work extra hard. But the truth is, I think I've got everywhere in life because of my personality. And I think that is a massive, I'm not an angry man. You know, I'm a, I'm a, you cross me, you just won't hear from me again. I'm not going to confront you. I ain't got the energy for that. There's about 30 other million that could upset me. What am I going to do? Every time someone upsets me, confront them. I'll confront people if I need to, the people that matter, the people that really, really matter, you know, you know, put them to us. But I won't do it publicly because I think there's too much of that public shaming. I think some people deserve it, but not everybody. You've got to pick your fights. You know, you've got to pick your fights because then you just become a fighter all the time. So were you subjected, have you been, are you subjected to racism through your career? Um, I'm lucky because I'm, it's black music and I'm black. So, you know, if you're, you're gonna, if you're, yeah, I mean, I think there were instances, yes, but more, not me directly, it's more what I represent. You know what I mean? Mm. The music I represent from... Particularly, we've mentioned somewhere I used to work. I, I, I don't want to put it out there. I said used to work and someone at the very top was. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It just upset me a little bit, you know, but I, I, for, the, for, the, for, the, for this music's sake and for getting the artists on and for getting that music out there, I had a mission. That was my mission. And if I, you know, didn't do that show, I thought that show was very important. I've done a before you I did a a Zoom chat for a guy who's writing a book on black entrepreneurship 
And he and his wife, his wife works at JP Morgan, regular black couple, lovely, lovely young people who are just so positive. And I told them stuff that I've never told anyone, you know, like never about my time at MTV, EMI and places like that. And how I was the only guy around, you know, at one point at EMI and there were only a few of us at MTV and stuff. But my mission is that when I walk out the door that you, you say, do you know what? I'd hire another one of him yesterday. I'd hire that, you know, and I think it's, do you know what I mean? That's my thing. Very you positive, know? yeah. You've got a, he said, you're a trailblazer. I said, no, I don't, I don't see myself as that, but I know I am. <laughs> because, I think, yeah, I think, I think anyone listening to this will, and you are because that's why all those producers over the last few weeks have called mm. you. They're yeah. looking for answers and they no. know that you can probably give them those I can answers. Try. I can try, but you know what? If you, you, touching back on, I know we've gone on this subject and I'm happy, I knew we would, and, I'm, and, I, and I actually probably want to talk about it anyway. I knew from being on Radio 1 and existing on Radio 1, it will help every single wannabe broadcaster, you know, oh my God. I could do that. Do you know what I mean? That's more important to me than anything, the legacy. I might be, you know, I might, I might have a checkered family history or a checkered this. I might not be the best dad in the world. I might not be this. But the one thing in, in the world I know that I was good at was doing, doing, doing black music radio on a mainstream station and trying to sell my culture to the nation. Do you know what I mean? And help artists sell records and and let people enjoy music and I, I hope loads of people have bought albums because they heard me play it or enjoy an artist and it's really important that these youngsters come through and go he did that he did that I can do that I can do that I can do that we I call it the Obama effect and I'm not putting myself on the pedestal like him but you know what I mean when he became president of the United States I broke down in tears. I cried like a baby. I never thought in my lifetime, are you, I mean, it, you didn't have to be black to feel emotional about um, Obama getting there. You thought the world, is, wow, wow, I've never guessed in America, because if you've been to America, you know, the only color they like is green. They love green, that's their favorite color. Above all else, money, right? And it, And you know, so, I see this black man become president of the United States and I'm like, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And I was so thrilled. And I, and I immediately said to people, don't think for one moment he's going to walk into every black neighborhood sprinkling money. He's not going to do that. His job is done. His job is to get there. His job is getting there. That was his job getting there because it, it gives you hope, you know what I mean? That, that anything is possible. And, and, now it's your, and now it's your job to follow and, and, and overachieve and do whatever you can. Our jobs. It's, it's, it's all our jobs, you know, yeah. and I, and, and, and I'm, you know, right now it's a good, it's a, it's a good time to be a better time to be in, not a, good, a better time to be in the industry than it was before, because there are some doors opening. Although I would say every broadcaster and everybody on, has to feel that they're on merits. Yeah. It's really important. It's really important, you know, that you feel you're there on merit because there's nothing worse than feeling you're there as a token gesture. That is not great, you know. Very true. I don't even know if you'll remember this, but um, you and I were meeting to have a 
a production chat ahead of one of the NFL shows. This is, you know, 11 years ago. And um, you said, where should we meet? And I said, Shoreditch House, because I knew it was near you. And, and you were like, oh yeah, okay. And when we w walked into Shoreditch House, do you know what I'm going to say? I can't remember, but I know we went to Shoreditch House. You sort of slightly rolled your eyes and I went, what's the matter? And you went, just look around, Pinks. Do you see another black person in this whole place? And I was like, shit, no. What? No. And you went, of course you didn't, because you're white. But imagine if you'd walked into a place with me on one of my suggestions, and you were the only white person there, you would notice. And I was... Wow. 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 It was a moment for me. I've never forgotten that. Wow. Did I say that? Yeah. I was comfortable with you then. Yeah. Really comfortable to have said that to you. That's, that's, I was, I mean, it's just because I can, doesn't mean I do. And it's not, and honestly, it, it was on my doorstep. I was a member, I think I was a member as well. Wasn't I? I don't know. I don't know if I was a member. No, I wasn't yet. I wasn't a member. But I don't see myself as better than anyone. But, it's odd, isn't it? That's, that's my life in a nutshell, there. Do you know what you did in that moment is you started a process for me because, you know, and I'm still, I'm still learning, but mm. I've never forgotten that moment. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? I have to walk a mile in another man's shoes in order to, before I can even begin to understand. I would never have said that unless I was comfortable saying that. I'm yeah. telling you now, it, was, it wasn't a thing for me because it's been, you know, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. I have membership of a lot of places that I don't use. Yeah. Um, complimentary memberships or something. But I, I, I don't, you know, I've, I was up in, well, I'm not going to dish shortage ass, by the way. I was up in. No, no, no. And you I, weren't. But you were, you, were just, you were just flagging something up to me. Yeah, and that yeah. was really important. And I thank you for it. Although, I was at White City House the other day. And that is lovely and multicultural now. It's, it's. Yeah. It's a bit more, you know what I mean? But then, yeah, we evolved, don't we? That was 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now loads of young black kids are hanging out in White City House doing their work. It's fantastic, you know, so. Do you feel that this is a watershed moment? Because, and I don't know whether it's, and I'm always loath to use this term because perfect storm always implies that, you know, the word perfect implies it's a good thing. But, but it feels like all these things kind of did come together at the same time. With COVID, with lockdown, there was a lot of oppression, there was a lot of frustration. Um, there was a lot of people wanting to, their voices to be heard and probably struggling a lot, a lot of people struggling with mental health issues. The, yeah. the George Floyd thing was this massive global catalyst at a time when people were prepared and had to listen because we were at home, locked in and ready to absorb so do you think that this will be the change that we need to see in the world? And do you think this will be lasting? I can honestly say the George Floyd moment alone was seismic. I think there was an outrage from any human being watching that. That was just a shock to a lot of people. It wasn't a shock to black people, especially in America. It was an absolute shock to a hell of a lot of people. The callousness, the, 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 just the... Like he's an animal. Not even you wouldn't do that to an animal, right? It was it was 
painful watch. I mean, I was screaming at my television when I saw that. I'm just like, you know, are you kidding me? You know, that sort of thing, right? It wasn't in the middle of nowhere. Someone's, I mean, you know what I mean? Someone's filming it. Um, what happened after that was strange. But I felt powerful. The fact that we were in lockdown, we were told stay in, and these young people in America, black and white, went out and weren't having any more of this. We're just This is just too much. Yeah, they had COVID fever being locked down. They wanted to get out anyway, and then what they, they were pent up. But what, before that, Black Lives Matter was festering. It was up. It was like a roller coaster. You'd heard of it. You'd, you, you know, you weren't, you know, people weren't totally sure about its merits or what it means. And people didn't really investigate it enough to find out. And people were happy to say white lives matter, which of course white lives matter. We've always known white lives matter. We're in a white world in that way. You know, you know what I mean? And you know, people, I, I, it's so awful having to explain what, why the term black lives matter came up. Just, it should be Black Lives Matter as well, just to explain to people who don't understand but I do, it. I do think that there, is, there has been a problem with the politicisation. The Black Lives Matter is also yeah. an organisation which a lot of people yeah. aren't with. But it's also a statement, isn't it? You know, Black Lives Matter, yeah. they do. And I don't think, well, unless you're deeply racist, there's anyone that would disagree with that as a statement. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I, it doesn't mean you buy into a whole movement and all these other stuff. But the core point is that Black Lives Matter, right? We're human beings. That's what it means. We are also, you could have a teacher saying, we are also human beings. Please treat us like that. You know, that's, you know, that's what they mean. It's catchy. <laughs> it is quite catchy. But what's happened since has been a bit, a bit, a bit, it's gone a bit crazy in both directions. You know, it's, it's, you know, that, the, the far right and people with right leanings a bit right, are very riled up, obviously. Um, the far left are jumping on board. You know, it's politicized totally. Um, those in charge, dare I say, of the countries involved at the moment, I'm not enamored with at all. And that's, I'll leave it at that. I mean, they're, they're more divisive than cohesive. Is that the right word I should say? They're, they're, they're not the adhesive. They're more like, Let's rip it open and tear it up. But it is a seismic moment. I think there's, there'll be a shift. I think there has been a shift. I don't think it's a solution. I don't think we're over any humps yet. We're nowhere near. We're at the foot of the mountain. And this has to be gradual, gradual process. It's just awareness. It's just awareness. I'm here. I'm talented. Please, you know, give me a fair crack. You know, give me a fair crack. I'm a human. I pay me taxes. I do this. I do that. Give me a fair crack. That's all. Just be, just treat me like you treat Natalie. That is it. That's all I'm asking. You know what I mean? And people will say, well, but you've done well, mate. Oh, you're all right, aren't you? Um, yeah, 30 years, I've been working really, really hard. And, um, you know, if you want to find, and everybody I know that's been a success of any kind has got a very strong personality, a very single-minded, and will power through, you know, and make a difference and not, you know, my generation certainly didn't sit around feeling entitled. Not me coming up, we were angry. There were riots where I grew up. There were 
this and once I was going, are you, are you, you're looking at a good boy here, but I was walking out on the street and my mum called me back. Called me back. Banged the window when I was going down the road with my friends because we heard something was going on. And she said, where are you going? You come back here now. And I was like, oh, shame. And I was <laughs> walk back in, but I'm glad she did. But fast forward to the year 2020 and my nephew just had his 15-minute short story on ITV, the first of the four short stories to Black Lives Matter that he wrote. And um, was on ITV at 9 o'clock uh, a couple of nights ago. Wow. So yeah, what's, what's it, how can we find it? What's it called? It's ITV. Oh, gosh, you're going to kill me. Ah. It's ITV. It was on yeah. ITV, 9 o'clock, just gone. Um, I'll find out if it's... Hang on one second. You might have to edit this because <laughs> it would look really bad if I don't know. His name's Jerome Buckham Nelson, and he's done very well for himself. He's written for EastEnders, Hollyoaks, Emmerdale, everything. He's, he's just... He's great, and that's what it's about. Someone, a, a kid who's got a chance, he was doing politics and history, I believe, at uni, and he decided, I want to want to be a filmmaker. And now he's doing, he's doing fantastically well, under the radar, done his stuff, no nepotism, no uncle helping him or it's just on merit that's how it should always be some people don't like to hear that but that's how it should be so it should be yeah he was he, i'm really proud of him really there you go it was a 15 minute short story written by jerome buckham generational generational okay brilliant thank you for that oh trevor i could talk to you all night long i tell you what We've done already, Nats. We've been chatting for an hour and a quarter. Wow, wow. You've got to edit it. How long's your podcast? I don't want to edit it. I want all of it to go up. I love it. I love it so much. We've got loads more to catch up on, haven't we? Brilliant. You're brilliant. I'm, I'm happy to, um, you know, I haven't spoken on Black Lives Matter anywhere because... Um, Is there anything else that you want to say about it? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I, I want to say, you know, my point is being there is, you know, people, look, I'm, I'm in radio terms, I'm a household name in radio terms. I don't, I'm not the most famous black man in the country by a long, long chalk, you know, that's probably just Elba or something like that, you know, but, um, I think that by being there, you make a change, you know, by, by doing you, you make a change, by, by changing, you know, I don't want to be just. I don't want to be one of the only ones in the house, letting the house, you know, let him in. We like him. You know, you, I just want people to give black people a fair crack of the whip. A fair, you know, look at their CV. Don't just look at their appearance. Don't just assume they're angry or they're this or the stereotypes. Just cut, let, that's fine. You know, I, I'll tell you one place I love going to. And I'm going to give this company a plug, not because I want you to buy their products but I engage with people. When I go to the Apple store, they always have all these young people, black, white, green, yellow, pink, running around, and they're all so engaging. I don't know how they select their staff, but I always end up in huge conversations. It's one of my opportunities to talk to young people without, you know, for no reason at all. And I always end up talking to them. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do eventually? And they, you, you know what I mean? And they're able, because, because you need them. When you've, got, when you've got computer problems, or you've got, so you need these people. And they're there, and I always go the extra mile and just ask them stuff and talk to them. Yeah, so, yeah. like working there, or are you just working there for a while? Uh, where, where do you want to go? It's like, well, you know, when you talk to a cabbie who always says, "This isn't my job." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
say, get a camera, he goes, this isn't my job, you know. <laughs> they always go, I, or I used to be a graphic designer, just doing this, or I'm, I'm, stu- I'm a student, or I'm studying, or I'm whatever. And I find, I love talking to people who are interesting. Treat everybody like that. Give them a crack. That's a really good point because you do need them in the Apple store. So you're all ears to them. That's what yeah. we be as Isn't a typical rule. So you're an Apple person as well, right? Yeah. So you've been in there and, you, and it's really strange. It's strange, isn't it? It's strange how you are, you need them and you hear them. And they're, sometimes they're some of the most interesting, sometimes they're not, but a lot of the time I find them the most interesting people. Yeah. It's like, go to Mackie D's if you get Mackie D's. And I always used to say to people, don't laugh at people who work at Mackie D's. They're working. That could be your boss one day. Yeah. That person could be your boss one day. You know, I like people who work, you know, and I always have a word, but I don't buy Mackie's much, so. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you wouldn't look that good at 57 if you did. Uh, well, ugh, maybe not. In lovely talking. You too, my darling. Thank you so, so much. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink. And you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. And join the community. We're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks. So thank you for joining us. Stay with us. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay connected with Bose. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.